Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Back Builders Podcast. I'm recording this kind of early this morning, which is nice. Normally I record in the mornings, or sorry, the uh, the evenings, just because I like the aesthetic of sitting behind my computer with you know candlelight and after a long day of productivity, hopefully, and sit there and kind of close it out with a uh, a podcast. But instead, it is early in the morning. It's 8.45 not that early, but it is pretty early. I mean, we've been awake since like seven something a.m. because baby just woke up. Apparently, that's the thing that babies do. They just wake up screaming sometimes. So I woke up screaming multiple times last night, early this morning. It's so weird. You know, it's like you're looking at this little human, try to figure out their existence. And it's so overwhelming to them sometimes that all they can do is just scream. Imagine being so frustrated or tired or hungry or just like disorientated and confused to where <laughs> your your first reaction is just to scream at the top of your lungs. Wake everyone up, wake everyone else in the house up and uh refuse to be soothed or demand to be soothed. But you have to kind of understand that this is very this this is one of the things that like parents I've noticed kind of forget with babies is that we forget that they're like brand fucking new to the world. They've been in the world for like six minutes. They're so like you, you're new. You're like what, twenty something? I'm twenty about to be twenty nine. I feel like I'm fucking brand new to this world. I'm still trying to figure shit out. Imagine a baby. He didn't even know he had a hand two weeks ago. You know, he just discovered his fucking foot like yesterday. And he he realizes now that he can make noises with his mouth. He goes, I can see him curling his lips. So he's like figuring all this stuff out. And parents have like no patience for babies. You know, it's like their their first thing to do is just like to swaddle up the baby and like or like put it in a bouncer and just ignore it. Just neglect it. Neglect is extremely commonplace. I've come to realize I don't know what happened. I, I don't think I don't think that that was always a thing up until recently, but neglect seems to be commonplace. And just like this dismissiveness of babies' uh, emotions and feelings, like a disregard for it. Almost like they treat babies as if they're like accessories. And when your accessory shows too much uh, frustration or anger, it's like you get mad at your accessory for not complying. Uh, for disturbing you but um i was watching this tiktok and uh the guy was talking about compliance uh conformity and consumption and it's it's a topic that i've been thinking about lately i used to be very um what's the word kind of not not white pilled not white pilled white pilled's like hope i never was white pilled about the state of the country but i was like i guess ignorant towards the country that we currently live in and what it's turned into and i really gave myself uh a lot of I, I gave myself a lot of hope for this country and i still do have hope for it but you know i did an episode a while back i can't remember the name of it was basically i summarized uh, america as like a big business and you're essentially living within a giant corporation um that really doesn't have any sort of identity anymore no sort of a culture really it does you, you there's definitely american culture but it's been so degraded it's been so 
uh, dissolved over the last, especially like 20, 30 years, that it's unrecognizable. And like what we had, I look back and people talk about oh, the glory days of the 80s and 90s and stuff like that. I'm like, I, you know, they say, we, we don't actually talk to each other. You know, we weren't scared to talk to each other. We didn't just hang out on the computers all day. I'm like, true, true. But you were, it's still like in the 80s and 90s, it was massively consumeristic. You were just on the verge of like really getting poisoned by your food. I mean, GMOs, pesticides, all that stuff like that. That was really ramping up in the 80s, 90s. I don't know when they actually started using like pesticides in our foods and adding fluoride to the water. This stuff has probably been happening like way before the uh, the 80s and 90s, I'd imagine. But, you know, we all talk about the glory days and we're like back in the 70s, you know, it was, it was amazing. 60 people even talk about like the 50s all the time and how like the best. I think I've even said this before, which uh, I say a lot of shit that only years later, later that I realized was like retarded. Like I used to say like the 50s was like the glory days of America. But I'm like the 50s are fucking horrible, like horrible. We just got out of one of the worst wars ever, White War Two, right, where all the Europeans just fucking murdered each other. All of our greatest men. <laughs> the sons of the greatest men were murdered and our gene pool was just eliminated of all of our fighters one step closer to the slave race after World War II. I'm working on World War Three right now. And that was after World War One, not even too far after World War One. So it's like the 50s. All I see, you know, people, people look at like the happy household, right? The economic boom. You could buy a house on one income. That's what they always say. I'm like, dude, the 50s were probably, yeah, you have the economic boom, right? Like people were getting jobs and making some money, I guess. I don't know. But what I see is an entire generation of men and women and children, especially who were incredibly traumatized by what they witnessed by World War II and what they experienced in World War II. And it's like their dads were all fucked up alcoholics, missing a limb. It's not all of them, but probably many of them. You know, you're in the 50s growing up as an elementary school kid, let's say your teacher was like a World War II veteran who was only like 24 years old. And, you know, he's seen some shit. And there's like this uh, cultural trauma, right? This cultural PTSD that kind of took place. And, and of course, that's going to leak into like the decisions that we make in the nuclear family and the household, the business and stuff like that. And the parenting style even changes the, you know, they say that the greatest generation was the generation that fought in World War II, which to a certain point I would agree. But at the same time, you know, unpopular opinion here. I'm like, you guys got fucking played. You guys got totally played in World War II. And, uh, you know, you thought you were fighting the world's greatest enemy, which was, uh, you know, <laughs> I think it was Patton that always says that he defeated the wrong enemy. And I, I can't help but think, I wonder if World War II veterans think the same, like, damn, you guys got played. But at the time, you look at World War II and it's like, there's no way that they could have known. I don't think they could have known that they were getting played, especially, you know, they, all they knew is that their country was going to war and they were called to action and they, they fulfilled that duty. Often, whether they agreed with that war or not, which is very honorable in and of itself. I think Charles Lindbergh was one of, one of the greatest, you know, public figures to be against World War II and to actually question why World War II was starting. And he actually had the audacity to question uh, FDR and then question why the American Jews were so adamant on going like he was questioning things that weren't supposed to be questioned. Right. And uh, he was totally against World War Two, totally against fighting the Japanese, totally fighting against fighting the Germans or uh, yeah, Germans. He even 
expressed uh, some common commonality with the Germans in World War II, but he still went anyways, even though he disagreed with the war. And I thought that was very honorable. And he still, well, he fought in the Pacific. He wasn't even supposed to fight. He was actually, I think he actually left the military uh, because of FDR. I can't remember why. It was like some disagreement or something. He didn't want to re-enlist. He felt like the military was like shitty. I can't remember. I read this book called The Aviators. And uh, he freaking, he, he somehow swindles like a civilian contract. He's like, I'm going to go to, you know, let me go to Japan and do something like something mechanically or I don't know. He was like giving speeches or something. He somehow fucking convinced these dudes to give him a plane and he was fighting the Japanese, dogfighting the Japanese uh, as a civilian. And they were just like staying hush hush about it. Like nobody was saying anything. And he was murdering. Like, he was killing the Japanese pilots and he was talking about how he would get kills and how it was fun, good sport, terrifying at the same time. I'm like, damn, here's a dude who had a family. By the way, years before that, he lost a son because his son got fucking kidnapped, his two year old son. And there's conspiracies about this, but Charles Lindbergh's son got kidnapped um, because, uh, you know, the they knew where he lived. And basically this guy wanted ransom. You know, they knew Charles Lindbergh had a lot of money. They wanted ransom. So they kidnapped his son. The guy fell out the fucking window when he was kidnapping the son from the two story building, fell out the window, cracked the son's head. The kid probably supposedly died like instantly. Um, but he, for weeks, I think, or months, acted like the kid was still alive and was trying to get the ransom money. But when they finally got the kid back or they found the body or whatever it was, they realized the kid's been dead for like weeks or months. Um, just fucked up shit. But this dude just still went to World War II anyway. Still fought the Japanese, even though he disagreed with it. Um, but I don't even remember where I was going with that. But yeah, it's like you look at the 50s. And the entire generation was just destroyed. And then they raised the baby boomers, arguably one of the worst generations I've ever seen. Easily baby boomers. I should do an episode on baby boomers and how I I really despise your average boomer. Um, but it's not necessarily their fault totally and completely because they were raised by the greatest generation, the, the most traumatized generation we've seen. And these people were like probably wildly emotionally detached and probably alcoholics and probably not the best of parents if i'm being honest and uh you know equal but opposite reaction to the greatest generation's parenting style was the fucking boomers and the boomers like ruined this country they weren't uh, they weren't the only ones responsible for ruining the country but they sure fucking tried i felt like but to be fair i feel like every generation looks at the last one and be like those fucking guys are so retarded those gen x guys those baby boomers and the baby boomers are blaming their parents and you know the greatest generation is blaming their parents and it's like i don't know how long that's been going on for i wonder about that too i wonder w why the animosity towards the previous generation is like even a thing because if you were to live in like a natural society right or a, a, a tribe right and i hate to always go back to tribe but it's it's a great example a tribe. I they never had this like animosity, this uh, disdain. Maybe not always. Maybe it depends on the current state of the tribe. But I I have a hard time believing that you would have like such animosity towards the previous generation. Rarely admiration nowadays for the previous generation. Almost always animosity. And that's because things in modernity naturally degrade, get degenerate over time, and things aren't certainly getting better. Right? Things seem to be getting worse, but. I don't know. After I'm, I'm learning a lot about World War II and about World War One, 
and how things really around that time period started to fall apart. Like the America, the country started to fall apart after World War II. And you can even go back further than that and say the Civil War was like the last time, like America died during the Civil War. You know, people think that it was like two Ameri- two groups of Americans fighting each other, but it was probably two different countries fighting each other. And not for the reasons that you've been told. I don't think it was for fucking slavery. It's so funny, the history books are telling you, oh, we fought Civil War because there's one group of people that really wanted slaves, and there's another group of people that didn't want slaves. I'm like, no, I I don't think that's necessarily true. I think that was like one facet, one aspect of the war, but I it, that was, I mean, even Grant, I read this book uh, as a biography about Grant, and he, talk, he was like supposedly like anti-slavery, right? And then Grant, at one point, he was holding out a bunker and there was a bunch of slaves that like escaped. There was like 30 to 40 slaves that escaped from somewhere and they tried to get into his uh, fort and he denied them all and told them to go away. And I'm just like, this guy is supposedly, you know, you know, <laughs> anti-slavery, right? He's like for the slaves. That's what we were always told. And then 40 slaves show up at his doorstep and he says, go away, which is probably a good idea logistically and tactically. Like you don't want to bring 40 more people into your fort, but it's just so funny. My point is, is like, History is so obviously a lie now. Like, it's such a joke. I can't even trust anything about what you like, especially World War Two, guys. Like, I've been over the last few years, like, very red pilled on certain topics of discussion within World War Two, like certain things that happened that did not happen the way that we've been told, the way that we've been trained. Right. The, the, the history books that you're given, like seventh, to eighth grade about World War II, the reasons first, even the American Civil War, like I'm really fucking questioning the American Civil War now. And this is the thing about living in a society when it's like built around lies is that you have to relook at everything you fucking learned, everything. And it's unhealthy to a certain extent, especially if you have an obsessive personality like me, where it's like you look at World War II, you dive into it and it's like, all right, am I just confirming a bias here that you know, it's a mostly a lie because if you look for lies, you're going to find lies. But it's hard because these lies just pop out at you after a while. So it's like I look at World War Two and <laughs> I look at World War One and it's like the Civil War. I'm even questioning the American Civil War now. And I'm just like, why do we really what, what really happened at the time? Like, were we really fighting for, for independence from the English? Probably. But like, what did that really look like and feel like? Because we know that we live currently in a world where it's so easy to get misinformation. And and but it's also easier to find the truth because we're so connected now. And people are like posting videos of like what's happening in different parts of the world. They didn't have that back then. So word of mouth was everything right. Like propaganda was probably more powerful than ever. And less powerful than ever, to be honest, at the same time. But it's like, I'm just questioning. (laughs) I'm just questioning fucking everything. Like, everything. You guys even know I did that episode about um, the American school system. And how that's like such a fucking scam. And the only way, and like one of the best things that, one of the things that school is best for, public school, is to teach compliance It's to teach you how to shut the fuck up, sit down, be a good little boy, and don't think critically, don't use your imagination, don't go outside of this box, just sit here for 10 plus years and just be a good little fucking child. Like that's what the school system teaches you to do. I'm I'm convinced that's all it's it's good for is creating uh, slaves, essentially, people, uh, non-thinkers, anti-thinkers, especially the teachers, you know, we treat a lot of teachers like fucking heroes, but I look at them like, dude, you get paid just enough money 
and you get summers off and you're sitting here acting like you're doing God's work. Like I'm supposed to respect you as a hero. I'm sorry. Most of my teachers were fucking shit growing up. So I don't want to hear it. Plus 80% of them were female. It really fucks with your head when you're a young man just growing up around female figures. Like, that's nice. I knew something was wrong about that. I'm like, why do I always have female teachers? And it's even more confusing when you have an attractive female teacher and you're like a young man. You're like, eh, this feels weird. I can't listen to this lady. You're just like 14 years old going through puberty and you can't stop staring at your teacher's boobies. It's like so fucking distracting. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm convinced that America is, um, I don't know. I don't know, mostly doomed at this point. I don't know what can save it. I don't know what can save it. I don't know how this is going to, I don't know how this is going to, well, I don't know how this is going to turn, but I have come to an interesting conclusion. Do you guys think that America is a Christian nation? Do you think that it was founded on Christian morals? I'm actually, I actually don't know because that's something that I was always told too, was that America was found, founded as a Christian nation that is founded on Christian morals. And I'm like, were our founding fathers Christian? What was their religion? You know, it was like George Washington, a Christian Catholic. I don't know. That'd be very interesting to search, to look up. I don't know why I'm questioning that too. Because that's what I was always told. I'm like, was it a Christian nation? Probably was, to be honest. Whereas Europe, that was, you know, you, that, that was Christianized years and years ago. Thousands of years ago, I even think, you know. I don't know when it was entirely Christianized, but it started to become Christianized you know, a couple thousand years ago. I'm like, Europe's not a Christian nation. Europe is is a relatively uh, new Christian nation. You know, they've been pagan for thousands upon thousands and thousands of years. But America, you know, I think we've always found, we've, we probably always started out with a, uh, a basis of the Abrahamic religion under our country. Which is crazy because, you know, if you agree that America is a Christian nation and it was founded on Christian morals, then Christians single-handedly built one of the greatest countries to ever exist. But yet, simultaneously, one of the most corrupted countries to ever exist. Because America is a business. And businesses are, are, are built. These big businesses, these corporations are built off corruption. But then you can also argue, well, every other country is corrupt too. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and probably that corruption has always been there. That's what happens when you when you go from a tribe to a city to to a state to a nation and you, and you grow to these numbers and you have all these people in these these appointed spots and you know they're getting paid money to virtually do nothing. You know they're, they're seeking out power. Corruption builds through numbers. You know the more people you have, the more chances of corruption you have. Whereas if you were in a tribal society or a small town, and everybody was checking up on each other and like they're supposed to be, right? That's how we're that's how we're programmed, that's how we're built. Then uh that corruption wouldn't happen nearly as much because people are uh, accounting for each other. But yeah, I'm convinced that the American state currently is um creating a new slave race. And uh I don't know how this slave race is being created exactly. I, I have a general idea. It comes from nutrition, right? You they they're feeding us garbage foods. They are feeding us fluorides. They're feeding us pesticides, EE2s. They're fucking up our endocrine systems, our hormones, right? You, you can't eat any food now without it being poisoned. And people do not understand the level of toxicity that takes place within our foods now. Like, you know, my lady and I, we eat completely organic. People think that we're being pretentious for this or that we're being like snobby or particular. It's like, yeah, I'm particularly trying to avoid getting poisoned by food. 
I'm sorry that I live in a society that wants to see me poisoned by my fucking tomatoes and my apples. Like I can't even eat a fucking apple now. I have to go to a, a special store. Think about this. I have to go to a special store to get food that is less poisoned, less poison. It's probably still poison. Organic, you know, half the time is probably not completely organic, right? I had to go to a fucking special store, pay double the price in order to get food that is not poisoned. It's literally like just less than a hundred years ago, our food wasn't poisoned. I actually talked about this in a Telegram post where I said that I, I questioned farmers and I was like, are farmers really our friends? Like, are they really our friends? Because for me, looking from the outside in, I will admit, I don't know anything about the, the industry, but from the outside looking in, I just see all these farmers like spraying our fucking foods with pesticides, like those crop dusters that come over. Or the other day I was driving to the airport, I see two um, cornfields. One cornfield is getting crop dusted by an airplane, which by the way, those fucking pilots like die of cancer, like 55 after flying for so many years because of the pesticides that they're constantly flying through, right? It, you know, you, they vaporize it, it floats over into the atmosphere right above the corn. They fly through it again and again and again. You do that for so many years, you're going to get fucking cancer and you're eating that shit. But then also at the same time, I saw these Mexicans that were like on the side of a cornfield putting on fucking hazmat suits to, to spray the weeds that were growing on the outside of the corn with like Roundup or something. And then it's like most of these farmers are just growing uh, like cash crops like corn, wheat, and stuff like that, and the spring with pesticides ruining the soil, you know, grabbing mass amounts of land and holding it and just destroying the earth. Not all farmers, but many farmers. And then even, even some of these farmers would probably agree with me. They're like, yeah, we're just fucking slaves at this point. Like, we've been taken over by these corporations that don't allow us to use our own seeds, and we have to use these specific GMO seeds, and, and we have to spray now. And if we don't spray, we don't make money. And I, I, that probably is a thing. But, you know, the corruption and, uh, you know, the compliance has go gone so far. The toxicity has gone so far that we can't even trust our, like, I'm trusting my farmers now. Or I'm not trusting my farmers now. Like, if you can't trust your farmers, like, fuck, man, that is insane. And if you have to question where your food gets from, I, I understand that it's been way worse in history. Like, I read this book called Dissolving Illusions. It's about vaccines, which is a whole other fucking thing I'm learning about recently, right? Um, dissolving illusions and it talked about how like how in London people were eating like rotten meat and pus filled disgusting fucking meat because that's all they can get right and it was just like that it was just an accepted thing just rotten fucking meat like horrible living conditions I understand that it's been worse at times and our, our food has been worse but I'm like that's a byproduct of like the industrial revolution like modernity you know, it's like, yeah, we've obviously gotten better at not eating fucking rotten meat. But the fact that we ate rotten meat for so long, <laughs> it's like none of our ancestors ever had to deal with this shit. Like we're dealing with such a unique problem here in this country. Um, that's not to say that America is all bad, right? This isn't just like a ranty episode. There's a lot of things I love about this country. And, uh, you know, people, people in my telegram, I told them that I'm like trying to gain citizenship to, to Germany. And, uh, you know, people are like, well, Germany, you know, fucking sucks too. I'm like, yeah, but at least my people are there. You know, it's like my people are here too. Obviously, my people have been here for a very long time. But I'm like, at least there's people that look like me there. But the people would even say that you know, Germany's just as corrupt, just as taken over, if not more. Europe is dead. Europe is dying. Europe's at war. I'm like, yeah, dude, Europe fucking sucks right now. 
And then I have to think like, dude, like Europe right now, it's like, is that even worth moving to? Probably not. When will it be? Maybe never. Will America be like the last bastion of like kind of European values? You know, probably not. I don't know. The the things the the way that things are decaying right now is so insane. But yeah, you can't trust your farmers anymore. People didn't like that post, by the way, when I said that you can't trust your farmers anymore. Someone even asked me like, "Do you know any farmers?" I'm like, "No, I don't have to fucking personally know farmers to know that my food <laughs> that you buy your average like Ridley's or Stater Brothers is crap food. Like, I don't have to be a fucking farmer to know that this food is toxic and poisonous." I can feel it in my body. If I, if I, the other day I had pad thai and it was, I know it was filled with seed oils, but I'm not a Puritan. So I'm like, whatever, I'll have a, I'll have one meal with uh, probably seed oils. And I didn't know, but it, the chances are they're not fucking using extra virgin olive oil. I felt so, so unbelievably shitty after that. I, my stomach hurt so bad, hurt so bad after that, that I was like literally rolling in pain from like bloat. But I was like, I don't have to be a fucking farmer to know I just ate poisonous food. But um, yeah, compliance, compliance, consumption. I, compliance is a big thing in America. I've noticed that this country is very big on compliance to the point to where it's like you go through the uh, school business, right? And, and it teaches you compliance. Like I said, you just sit down, shut up, don't talk, don't get out of line, stay in line. And, and like I said, be a good little fucking boy. Compliance from day one, even like a lot of parenting styles, they are focused less on growth and creativity and more on compliance. And it just like goes hand in hand with like building the slave race. It's like the school teaches you compliance. A lot of parents will try to enforce compliance on you, which compliance, you know, to a certain extent is healthy. You have to be compliant in order. Imagine if nobody was compliant and everybody was just being belligerent fucking retards, right? It would look like it would look like Chicago. It would look like one of these 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 fucking failing cities. It would look like L.A. But very easily does compliance go into the realm of like being uh, you know, abusive and tyrannical and uh, thwarts growth. And that's what America does. That's what our current country does is it thwarts growth. That's why you see nothing original coming out in uh, inventions or products. It's always the same thing regurgitated or, or maintaining a different form. But I remember compliance was like a big thing growing up. It's like I always felt like I had to comply. I always felt like I had to do what other people wanted me to do and because I didn't want to feel that guilt and shame of like going out of line, right? I didn't want to be or look different as a child in school because I was afraid of the re repercussions of that. But then it goes deeper than that because then, you know, your entire existence is formed around compliance. And then if you realize that you've been compliant your whole life, you do the equal but opposite reaction and you become uncompliant, you become rebellious. Um, most often, you know, it becomes unreasonable to the point to where that's belligerence and destructive. And then, you know, you're burning bridges, you're getting in trouble with the law, you're doing things you're not supposed to do because you're like trying to be anti-compliant because you've been raised to be compliant. It's There's no reasonableness to it anymore. But compliance and then consumption, we're all taught that <laughs> if you want to be happy in America, well, at least we were, a lot of people are starting to wake up that, consumption consuming foods and, and movies and all that stuff which brings people a lot of joy but also simultaneously brings a lot of um a lot of sadness and a lot of unhealthy habits <sighs> you know 
but I, I don't know. I've become so, I don't know. I, I'm really curious about the, the state of this country and where it's going. And a lot of people will say, well, this is what happens when a country loses its Christian values. Right? When we become less Christian, we become more degenerate. I'm like, I, I go so much deeper than that, dude. Like so much fucking deeper than that. That's why I always say that it's so funny because people br blame everything on the, uh, the liberals, right? Like it's a lot more than just blaming liberal, like liberals, liberals aren't in charge. They, they weren't directly in charge with the ruining of this nation. Right. I always say, what is the, what the fuck did the conservative conserve? What even is a conservative? I don't even want to call my consult myself a conservative anymore because like, what the fuck have they conserved? Pesticides, you know, compliance based school systems. What, what what the fuck is a conservative conserved? I hate those average conservatives. I, I laugh so hard. I like Ben Shapiro and Steven Crowder and other... You know, Tim Pool especially. I fucking hate that dude. Not really. He's just annoying. These beanies annoying too. But these weak ass conservatives, they like always just, just glide the surface of the problems, but they never really get down to the nitty and gritty of like why things are even actually happening. Like, they never really talk about it. They're just like, it's fucking liberals. Liberals owned. Like, dude, you're an idiot. But there's a reason why I'm not a political commentator. Because if I was a political commentator, and if I got into the nitty-gritty of my politics, <laughs> I would be banned off of these platforms so quick. So quick. That's why I kind of keep, like, my... There's other things I'd like to say. Especially when I talk about World War II. Some of you get it. But uh, I have certain opinions that, like, if I were to state them aloud constantly or or uh overtly i would be banned so quick i would even probably be fucking kicked out of my schools to be honest like that's how crazy deep the programming goes the programming goes so deep people have been forced into compliance on such a molecular level that if you if you literally nowadays wrong think if you question certain things that happened within world war ii uh you're gonna get kicked out of like your schools your f your family's gonna like fucking disown you you're going to be put on like some watch list probably. And uh, you're never getting a fucking job. That's why people like try to bait me. When people try to bait me into talking about certain things, they're like, why don't you talk about like BLM? Why don't you talk about the Jews? Why don't you talk about this? I'm like, because I'm not a fucking idiot. Like, I don't want to ruin my life talking about these things, which probably it's like, it's just literally not worth talking about at all. It, it's not worth it. I'm not that type of person that's going to sit here and I'm, I'm going to talk about these deep social economic problems and, and really dive into the roots because it will ruin your fucking life. Like it is not safe to speak anymore. It is not safe to speak. It's never been safe to speak, but nowadays it's especially not speak. Wrong think is definitely a thing. If you think wrongly, if you have the wrong opinion, you will be so incredibly punished, if not by the government, by the people who support the government, who also think that they don't support the government, right? Like these Antifa dudes, they'll put you on a list and they'll hunt you down and they'll like fucking harass your family. Um, probably it's probably pretty rare, but not even them. Like you're just your average online liberal. They have like these discord channels and they'll come after you. They've done it to me. And they'll ruin your life. They'll go straight to your employer. They always go for the money first they'll go straight to your employers like look what he was talking about he was questioning the holocaust he was questioning george floyd's death he was questioning whether the earth was flat or not and then the employer like literally has no choice because they're so programmed and so afraid of your wrong thing that they'll fucking cancel you like i remember the army um I mean, last time i was on trail mission which i might talk about this one time where they 
somebody reported me for um for for quote racist and sexist tweets right and they fucking reported me and then my first sergeant came to me and was like hey well can you explain these tweets and they weren't even like anything serious like it was like such an obvious joke it was such obvious satire but that's the thing is like these people always try to go after your money the first thing they do is like try to go to your boss and they try to get you fired because that brings them satisfaction because they're so they're so sad with their life and they, they they feel so much envy towards you that they try to take away what you have because they can't have it that's why i don't talk about certain things guys it's not worth the risk not right now anyways you know it's just not worth the risk you really have to be careful with what you say now and i know that when you get red pilled on certain things you really want to keep talking about it you 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 discover so much so quickly about certain things that you want to just tell everyone about it because you realize that like You've been asleep this whole time and everyone around you is probably the same thing. You just want to talk about it and you try to like shove red pi- red pills down people's throats, but that's not how red pilling works. You can't just like fucking red pill somebody. It, it takes time. They have to come to their own conclusions. You can you can push them in the right direction. You, have to give them, you can give them hints, but at the end of the day, it's like you're not going to fucking red pill them. You're not going to give them the truth. Good fucking luck. You can plant seeds in their head, but even that, it's like you could be wrong. You don't, you don't know. Um, but yeah, so I don't like do that. People try to bait me into like saying things that are going to get me in trouble, going to take money out of my, my pocket. <laughs> you know, it's like, fuck that. I'm not doing that shit. Not right now. But then other people are like, dude, you have to. I'm like, you do it then. It's so funny. These people who are like telling me that I need to speak about certain things. Like you should do, you should talk about this more. Why don't you, why don't you just name them? Why don't you just call them out? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? I'm like, you do it. You do it then. Oh, I will. Okay, fucking do it. Build up and build up a podcast. Spend four years building up this podcast. Tens of thousands of listeners, right? And then just fucking ruin it all. Just ruin everything, and ruin your income, ruin your reputation, your notoriety. Just ruin it all. Do it. You fucking do it. But they don't because they understand that speaking has consequences. Anyways, I think I just need to get on here and rant. This is a long episode, thirty-five minutes. Uh, if you guys like this episode, I don't know if I'm going to make this a public episode or not. I really don't know. I don't know. Well, I'll have to think about it. But anyways, uh, don't forget, guys, I have that Patreon. Put the link below. You sign up for it. Dollar a month, right? Supports me, supports my family, supports the content creations. It's great. I, I fucking love my patrons. Uh, and then you guys got the Spotify rating system, the iTunes, whatever. Leave me a rating. It helps a lot. But nonetheless, guys, have a good one. See ya.